Hey ladies and gentlemen, this is Chris Sost and I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Today's episode is all about Tesla's uh, recent announcement about having uh, an autonomous day and Elon's bold prediction of putting 1 million robo-taxis on the road by the end of 2020. And this this ties into Uber and Lyft a little bit because when you think of robo-taxis or you think of digital taxis these days, the most common form is companies like Uber, Lyft, Juno, and the 10 million uh, teeny-eeny-weeny companies trying to make it uh, in the United States at least now. There's a few that are pretty big across the, the globe, but when it comes to the United States and what you use here, those are the two biggest uh, competitors that come to mind. Now, a lot of people will come out and say things like, oh, well, he always makes these big promises and then he spends half of his interviews uh, apologizing for, for not meeting his old promises or not delivering on his old promises. And, you know, I guess that can be true to a certain extent, but but I think there's a much bigger picture, which is he's 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 so brazen and so bold to just throw out his ideas and then have people hold him accountable, which in today's world is very, very, very rare. So many people are so scared to put out their thoughts or or their their ambitions uh, or or to put out lofty goals because they're there's they're it's like they're almost scared to to be held accountable for putting that information out there. Now, I will say as a publicly traded company, this probably isn't the best move by Elon for his company or his shareholders, but I'll give him the benefit of the doubt on it and say that if he can deliver one tenth of what he promises, just one tenth, that's a hundred thousand cars out on the road that will instantly put Tesla's rideshare company at a firm number three in the rideshare industry. If he can manage to go over a million, he'll be a strong two. And at that point, it's just a numbers game to race to number one. Now, there's a lot of people that, that will turn around and say that autonomous cars are 10 years away, right? From being the mainstream. I, I, I honestly, with, with Elon, uh, Tesla, Waymo, GM, Ford, Aptive, all these various companies, I just don't see that being being plausible. You know, maybe 10 years for the outer lying areas, I guess. It's possible. Like, I, I, I don't know. I, I live in Florida, right? So Florida 11 years ago passed legislation paving the way for fully autonomous vehicles. So at least in the state of Florida, we don't really have anything to worry about in terms of legislation and, and keeping up. It's already all regulated. It's done here in the state of Florida, which is why I see autonomous vehicles uh, becoming the mainstream in less than five years, in the state of Florida at least. Now, I can't speak for other states and I can't speak for other cities, but just the other week, uh, Clearwater Beach announced a pilot program where they're going to have autonomous uh Buses doing a, a one-mile pilot up and down Clearwater Beach, which you might say, oh, well, one mile isn't very far. I can tell you that that's like two-thirds of the beach or, it, you know, it's like it's a third of the beach. So especially where tourists are, it's, it, it's, it's a lot bigger than people think. And that's just a test pilot. Then there's Domino's Pizza, which is testing autonomous vehicles actually delivering in 
Miami, Florida. Not some small, teeny eeny weeny area, but a major metropolitan area. They're having autonomous vehicles delivering pizza. I think that that's amazing. And, you know, seeing what Tesla's doing, uh, having seen what Waymo is doing, I just don't see that 10 years number as, as something that's, that's realistic. I, I think that that's far too far out there. And people will say that consumers uh, today, polling today, uh, asked a question in a very, how would you say, emotionally driven way, would turn around and say, well, they're not comfortable having a computer drive. Completely understandable. People thought the same exact way about the, the automobile itself back when, when horses and, and carriages were the major modes of transportation and walking. You know, autonomous, excuse me, <laughs> automobiles were considered death traps. Not that far back, people thought that airplanes were death trap. Now, fast forward all the way till now, it's literally the safest mode of transportation, flying that is, commercial airfare, is literally the safest mode of transportation on the earth. And oh yeah, by the way, autopilot has been a thing for, all, what, two decades now? Uh, when you ask most pilots, you know, when it, you know, what do you do when you're flying? Uh, you know, a lot of them, they just need to get 5,000 feet or 3,000 feet. Boom, they just get it to 3,000 feet and then the plane will take care of it, take, you know, take over from there. Very little goes into actually flying a plane from a human standpoint. So is autonomous vehicles really that far-fetched? I don't think so. Think about all the features that are in today's cars. You know, you have the old technology, which is, or the eldest technology, uh, blind spot monitoring or adaptive cruise control or lane assist. There's all these new features, uh, collision avoidance systems. These things are all autonomous mechanisms. You know, each one little piece. But, you know, in a Tesla, all you're talking about doing is just putting all those pieces together and then having the car take, you know, take care of the rest. Now, I know it's a stretch for a lot of people, you know, but I read an art another article that came out not that long ago that said that there's a decline in teenagers learning how to drive. And I, you know what, for, for good reason. When you have Uber, when you have Lyft, when you have autonomous vehicle technology on the rise, you know, I, I, I take the, the founder of Lyft at, a, you know, at his word when he says that, you know, people that were born in 2016 will not need to learn how to drive. It's true. There will be no need. You know, will it be nice? Sure. I mean, everybody has that nostalgic feeling, right? So your first car. So for anybody that's over the age of 21 or 25 or 30, you know, you, you have this this nostalgic thought of, you know, your first car, or your first muscle car, if you're, you know, if you're a car, car person or your first performance car. And yeah, you know, that, that's, that's all well and fine. But, you know, companies like Tesla, Waymo, Uber, Lyft, they're all looking towards the future. They're not looking towards the consumer of today. You don't, you don't build on consumers of today. You don't build the next best thing that satisfies what the consumer wants today you produce all the little things that will lead to the big jump. So people like uh, lane assist. They like uh, collision avoidance systems. They like blind spot monitoring. They like adaptive cruise control. So these are all little components that are sold to consumers today because they like it. Because it's, it's not that big of a pill to swallow. 
you know, and and sooner rather than later, people are going to go in and the, the question is going to be, you know, how would you like to own a vehicle that costs you nothing? Not that you don't make a car payment. Let's not, let's not get ahead of ourselves here. But literally, your car will go earn money while you're at your day job, your nine to five or, you know, whatever time you happen to work. You know, it's not that far fetched to, to think, you know, at, you know, as a ride share driver um, or a gig economy contractor, we're in our cars constantly. So it's, it's a little bit further of a jump. Um, but for the average person that works a nine to five, it's a pretty amazing idea to be like, wow, you know, my car will drop me off at work on time. It will go out and earn some rate of money. Doesn't matter. And at the end of the day, it'll come pick me up and take me home. And you know what? I can decide to either, you know, let it sit in my, in my garage or go out and earn money at night instead of during the day. You know, it's, it's just, it's fascinating to think how much transportation will, will change in the next five years. You know, I push it to five and I even think five is a little, little far out there. You know, GM is going out and producing cars without pedals or stealing steering wheels starting in 2019, uh, in a small fleet and mass production by 2021 which is only two years away. You know, when you produce a car without a steering wheel and without pedals, that's a that's a pretty damn bold move, if you ask me. You know, I, I think for Tesla, they're going to leave it in there because it's a performance sports car and it just so happens to be electric. And I think this is another place where where people don't aren't giving Elon enough credit. You know, a long time ago, people produced electric cars, but they weren't performance-based. You know, Elon made, like, driving an electric car like fucking cool. Like nobody looks at a Tesla and goes, that looks like a shitty car. Like nobody gets behind the wheel and drives it and is like, yeah, that drives crappy. Like it that just doesn't happen. And everybody turns around and says, you know, oh, well, you know, they produce $100,000 cars. Once again, you're thinking in the past and the upper echelon. So at one point in time, all Tesla made was Model S and Model X. Both very expensive very, in my, in my opinion, very worth every penny. However, today you can buy a baseline Model 3 for 39000 That's in 2019. You know what? Once they get production up, once they get a bigger factory, once they can mass produce these cars, who's to say they won't be able to produce a $28,000 or a $24,000 Model 3? Once again, all these new cars are, are being built with full autonomous in, in the mindset. So yeah, all right. You don't want to get it right right away. No problem. The 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 feature is going to definitely cost more in the future, especially to add it on later. So if you're thinking about getting it, you might as well just add it, you know, up front and not use it until you're you're good and ready. But uh, you know, it's it's just one of those things to where it it's funny when you look back and you go, all right, rideshare really. When you think about it, for most of us, started in 2013. So just six years ago, we'll say seven years ago, seven years ago, the way people got from point A to point B was they either drove themselves or they called a taxi. I'm sorry, but that's fucking mind blowing. Like people literally used to have to pick up a phone, either Google search a cab's phone number, or if you're antiquated enough, you actually opened up a phone book, which is just, it's insane. How much time is wasted when you do that? 
Whereas now you need a ride, you just open up a fucking app, type in your in address and you just go. Like some dude shows up or some, some lady shows up at your house and takes you where you need to go. No hassle. No, oh, my credit card machine is broken. You're going to have to pay cash. I'll stop at an ATM for you. None of this. It's, I'll get, like, you get in the car and you go. You know, let's, let's think back seven years ago. What was everybody's side hustle? Like, seriously, what, what was your side hustle? Were you out there fucking picking people up with your car and earning, you know, earning cash on the side? No. You know, unless you were, you know, Uber black back, you know, at the very beginning of, of Uber, uh, back when it was extremely unpolished, but for the masses, especially for everybody on the East Coast, you didn't you didn't have a side hustle, not that included driving, and 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 just today, look, bam! Now you can literally like you wake up in the middle of the night because you can't sleep, turn on your fucking Uber app and go out and drive, make a few extra bucks while you can't sleep. You know it's it's crazy to think what we can do today. Versus just seven short years ago. Really, six. And for some people, three. Like, that, that's an incredible jump that I, that I think goes underappreciated. So, so that's why I, I take that same, that same historical view and I apply it to autonomous you know, vehicles. And I go, this can't be 10 years away. I mean, if you're overly cautious, yeah, I guess. But... Look, there's going to be people that are going to be pushing the needle on this. And, you know, I, I, I think Elon is prime for it. You know, Waymo, they have a little bit more to protect. Um, but I see them pushing the needle. Uh, you know, Diddy, there's, there's a whole bunch of companies out there that are just pushing the needle on this. And I just don't see it as a 10-year, uh, you know, return on, on an investment. These, I, I just don't get it. Like, I understand that there's certain situations that cars right now can't handle but that that means fucking nothing six months from now it means nothing it just means bam we identified a situation where the car is having an issue let's help the computer understand how to deal with this situation in the future now the biggest transition i it, it's not going to be the technology the biggest transition is going to be on the consumer and this is one place where, where I see what a lot of people are saying in terms of, oh, you know, how's it going to deal with the drunk person? How is it going to deal with this? Blah, 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 blah. People are just going to have to work that shit out. Like, unlike human drivers, like, the computer's just going to show up to where it was told to go. And if you're not there, fuck you. I'm out. Like, seriously. See ya. Order again. You know what? So it's, it's going to take some consumer habit changes as well. But we're already seeing the consumer habit changes when it comes to utilizing scooters and e-bikes and all this stuff, it's it's a, it's a dance between the consumer and the technology. I you know I still remember to this day, I remember my mother swore that she would never text or use the internet on her cell phone. My mom swore, and I'm sure I'm not the only person out there that has a, a parent that said this. I will not text, and I will not use the internet on my phone. Think about how crazy of a statement that is in today's society. And it wasn't all that long ago that my mom said that. So I, I think we greatly underestimate the, the power of technology and, and the influence that it has on, on people in general. 
when you show people how much more productive they can be with technology, eventually you push your irrational fears out of the way. Like, do I want to ride in a car and it takes me, you know, 16 hours to get to my destination? Or do I want to get on this jet-propelled, computer-driven uh, rocket here and get there in four? Like, it, like, how much is your time worth? Like, obviously, on a plane, you just jump onto it and you can do whatever you need to do in those four hours. I mean, literally, planes have fucking Wi-Fi. But we're getting off track, but it... I wanted to drive home the point, which is this technology, the consumers being used to it, isn't as far away as people think it is. And me personally, what, what I've done, I, I've, I've created a new mission for myself. And I like to ask questions like, what are you doing today? What goals are you setting today? What actions are you taking today to achieve those goals that will put you in a better place financially a year from now. I ask those questions because it's very valid, especially for gig economy contractors. We get tunnel vision and we, we lose sight of, of, of where things could be going. And we just live in the moment. And it's easy to just live in the moment. And it's, and it's easy to just grind it out day in and day out. It's really difficult to say, I know where I'm at now. And this is where I want to be 365 days from now. What little goals do I set up along the way to achieve the bigger goal? More importantly, what tasks, what actions do I take to achieve those little goals that will lead to me achieving the bigger goal? And for me, it was, it was launching a, a digital marketing company. You know, I'm learning every single day. I learn every single day and I feel extremely fortunate to actually be getting paid to learn how to be better. I'm, you know, I'm earning money learning the next biggest thing. I'm learning, I'm, I'm learning how to think outside of a box that I wasn't even in three years ago and, and how I can get creative and, and, and further the innovation inside of digital marketing. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing and it's crazy to think you don't need to go to college to, to learn a lot of different skills. You don't need to go into debt to learn certain skills. Like everybody knows the way of the world in the future is a fucking computer. Chances are it might be a good idea to start learning things for free or, better yet, get paid to learn technology that will set you up to be in a better place in the future. Now, you know what? I still drive. And the reason why, one of the biggest reasons why I drive is A, I have the time and B, I, I, like, to, I like to network. I, I like marketing. You know, for me, driving is, is marketing my own business. I pick up business travelers 97% of the time, 97% of my passengers are business travelers, which means 90% of my rides, 97% of my rides are potential clients of mine in the future in my, in my business. So yes, I earn money from Uber and Lyft. In addition to that, I have potential business leads on top of it. So I get paid to market. Honestly, it's, it's amazing. I, 
that's why I have no gripes with, with Uber and Lyft and what they're doing. Personally, I have no gripes. You know what would I have, I guess would I have, look, you know, looking back, would I have liked to, to, you know, continue to drive and make a dollar eighty per mile? Yeah, I guess. But like, honestly, I can't complain now. I, I saw the bigger picture in, in 2016, made a major move in 2017 and made another major move in 2018. So, you know, I, I don't really see a, a, a huge downside in, in what Uber and Lyft and all the other gig economy, you know, companies are doing. They're freeing you up to, to figure yourself out. That's the way I look at it. Now, if you're looking for a regular job, like something to support a family, I'll be the first person to tell you driving for Uber or Lyft probably isn't the greatest uh, choice. You know, there's quite a few other choices out there that probably rank higher on the list of, uh, of providing for a family. But you know what? If, if, if you have like this itch, it's, it's, it's an entrepreneurial itch. I, I don't know how to explain it really. It's, it's something internal. Um, you know, Uber and Lyft will, will help you get to your next point. I can't say what that next point is for another person, but I don't want to say it's to your next big thing because, you know, it might not be the next big thing, but it will get you to the next point in your in your entrepreneurial journey, if you will. So I guess the moral of the story, because, you know, we kind of went down a rabbit hole because I, I think it was kind of important to go down that rabbit hole. But the moral of the story is, is when it comes to autonomous vehicles and the way we think about them, the way we view them today it, is, is going to be completely different than the way we view them 24 months from now. And I, I think we're, we're going to all be able to look back and laugh saying, wow, you know, we thought it was going to take five years. It only took two. Uh, or some people will say, oh, you know, I, I thought it was going to take 10 years or 20 years and it only took five or four. You know, so I, it's just, I give credit where credit is due. And, and, and what Elon Musk is doing is, is nothing short of amazing. You know, he made driving an electric car cool. Uh, he's, He's fucking flying to space. Uh, he's going to put the first private citizen into space. That's pretty awesome. And he has this bold vision of putting one million robo-taxis on the road. Is he going to do it by the end of 2020? I don't know. But even if he only accomplishes one-tenth of what he promises, he will have changed the face of transportation forever. And with that, I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, night, I thank you so much for tuning in, and I can't wait to produce another episode of The Entrepreneur's Mindset.